Today, we are going to be talking about depression, anxiety, even some major mental conditions like bipolar and schizophrenia and how they relate to possibly being tied back to the root cause of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I'm Amy Horneman, functional medicine practitioner, nutritionist, and specialist in treating thyroid conditions, broken metabolisms, and hormone imbalances. My goal for over 24 years has always been to help my patients get their life back. And that's what we're here to give you. We're giving you the simple, actionable strategies to actually fix your thyroid. That's why I created the Thyroid Fix Podcast. So if you're struggling with weight, energy, brain fog, and hair loss, then hey, you're in the right place. Let's get you fixed. So many of you know that the some of the symptoms of Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism is a feeling of anxiousness or depression. It can go either way and you can swing back and forth from one to the other as well. And unfortunately, many times people will go into their doctor complaining about feeling off, feeling very lethargic and down, having a flat affect, meaning really no feelings, no emotions, no zest for life, um, no expressions, being very, very flat, loss of libido, um, uh, you know, inability to think, like just right now, <laughs> brain fog, inability to think. All of these people will go to their doctor with, and unfortunately, nine times out of 10, you will receive an antidepressant, antipsychotic, anti-anxiety. I made Hormone Fixer for you to get more of that GSD hormone. You want adequate levels of testosterone in order to have motivation, in order to burn fat, in order to build sexy lean muscle that is not only going to make you better at burning fat every single day, it's also going to protect you. It's going to protect you as you age. It's going to protect your bones. You want sexy lean muscle in order to have a metabolism. So get some hormone fixer. Start taking it and just enjoy the benefits. What we have been hearing from the community of people taking it, improved energy, improved strength. They're seeing their muscles pop out and look amazing when they're working out. They're getting that pump. They're having a libido. They actually want to have sex again. You cannot go wrong with Hormone Fixer. It increases your growth hormone. It increases your testosterone. The cyst is quadrangulus and it helps your bones. The Tonkatalee helps keep your sex hormone binding globulin low, which we want that as well. So it's not bound up to our thyroid hormones and testosterone. Try the Hormone Fixer. Trust me, it's going to change your world. Now, some patients have been diagnosed with bipolar and I have had some patients like that as well with the diagnosis already in place. But unfortunately, what wasn't diagnosed was an underlying condition of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. As you may know, 90% of hypothyroid cases is Hashimoto's. Now, Hashimoto's, for those of you who don't know, many of you know, is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. 
So when we're talking about patients diagnosed with Hashimoto's, this is important because many times that's an autoimmune condition. We will actually see an autoimmune condition of the brain, and we'll get into that in a moment. So here you are, your patient, you're dealing with all kinds of symptoms, and you go to your doctor, and you get prescribed an anti-psychotic, an antidepressant, anti-anxiety. Now, this is just a Band-Aid. And unless your doctor looks deeper and actually looks into the root cause of your mood disorder, whether it's extreme, like we're talking about bipolar, or whether you're just experiencing yourself being just not you and just a little more depressed and a little more on edge, a little more agitated than usual. Maybe your significant other is commenting, you know, honey, what's exactly wrong with you? You've been a little bit more edgy than usual and you just can't quite figure it out. Those medications are Band-Aids. Unless your doctor, excuse me, gets to the root cause of your problem, these medications can actually compound your symptoms. So what do I mean? Oftentimes with Hashimoto, well, nine times out of 10 with Hashimoto's, we experience extreme fatigue and weight gain. Many, many of the side effects of antidepressants, antipsychotics, anti-anxiety pills are weight gain, and fatigue. So now you're giving patients a Band-Aid that actually is exacerbating the very symptoms that they are coming to you for. That's wrong. That is malpractice in my opinion. And I want to read you some stats. Bipolar, 70 to 80% of cases are undiagnosed Hashimoto's. 70 to 80% of cases or undiagnosed Hashimoto's. Now, I'd like to know how many of you, when you were first being diagnosed, when you first knew that something was off, how many of you went to your doctor and actually got all of the lab testing needed? So we always talk about this, right? You need free T3, free T4, yes, the TSH. You need reverse T3, and you need the antibodies. You need TPO and TGA antibodies. I can't tell you how many times I have had patients come to see me and they have never had their antibodies tested. I just actually spoke to a person earlier today who only has TSH and free T4 in front of her. Her doctor has never tested free T3, reverse T3, or the antibodies. And as I was speaking to her, I was telling her many, many times antibodies can be present and start to show little signs of Hashimoto's long before anything changes with your thyroid labs. So if you have Hashimoto's and you have positive antibodies, you're in the beginning stages. Now, for those of you who are wondering, okay, wait, what are, what are the stages of Hashimoto's? I do have a video. You can go to YouTube or you can look on my Facebook page for that, the five stages of Hashimoto's, because that's important for you to know. But suffice it to say, in the beginning, when your thyroid numbers are we'll say not optimal, but normal, falling in the normal range and you're not diagnosed yet, you have to check your antibodies because if antibodies are present, you're in those beginning stages of Hashimoto's. So going back to our stats, 70 to 80% of bipolar patients are undiagnosed Hashi. Now I've had a, a good handful of these and as it turns out, it's actually miraculous to see. For those of you who don't know what bipolar is, if we're talking about the, the we'll say the, uh, what am I looking for? The ladder, the, the range 
um, of mental disorders, conditions. We have, of course, depressive disorder on one end. And I'm, by no means am I saying that that's small. When you're dealing with it, that's a big deal. But then we have disorders that are that are considered to be true brain chemistry imbalances, such as schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. With bipolar, a person will swing from very, very manic to very depressive. And those swings can vary depending on the person. Sometimes it can last for hours and sometimes it can last for days. And when a person is in a manic state, they can be very, very wired, almost in a hyperthyroid state. And when someone is in a depressive state, it's almost like they swing to a hypo state. This is what we see oftentimes with autoimmune conditions of the thyroid, be it Graves or Hashimoto's. We see a swing. Now, sometimes it's not within hours, but those symptoms can go back and forth in a person with undiagnosed Hashimoto's. So I've had a couple of patients who have come to me with diagnosed bipolar. And when we look deeper and really do all of the labs, looking at blood sugar, looking at antibodies, looking at their full thyroid panel, it's very, very interesting to see that many of them, and the, the few that I'm thinking of, were completely undiagnosed, completely undiagnosed Hashimoto's. When we started treating them and treating them properly, not putting them in the Synthroid box, but actually treating them properly, finding the right medication that was right for them, for their body, for their numbers, for their values, and we started optimizing their thyroid, miracle things happened, miraculous things started to happen. So in addition to optimizing the thyroid, of course, we all have to look at nutrition as well. And especially with autoimmune, especially with Hashimoto's, we must remove gluten. Now, many of you know that there's a very strong tie to gluten and the brain. Right now, we're seeing an increase in ADD, ADHD, um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's with gluten exposure. There is a gut-brain connection for sure, and gluten is very inflammatory. So not only will it kick up your soldiers, kick up those antibodies to go out and attack, whatever it is, if it's Hashimoto's, your thyroid's getting attacked. Crohn's, your gut's getting attacked. RA, your, your joints are getting attacked. So gluten is going to trigger those soldiers to go out and attack. Now, with someone who has bipolar, when we find undiagnosed Hashimoto's and begin to treat it, you can put those you can push those antibodies down and you can over time through dietary changes and proper medication and proper support proper supplementation you can put Hashimoto's into remission when that occurs it is so amazing to see patients suffering from the diagnosis of bipolar start to even out they don't have the swings anymore they don't go into their deep lows and they don't go into their deep highs. They don't go into depression and mania. They still might feel a little bit off and still suffer with a little bit of depression and anxiety, but it's nothing, nothing compared to what they did experience. Now, many of you, if any of you know a bipolar patient, uh, many times they will feel like they need to go off their medications. This is very common especially when they start to go into a depressive state, because like we said earlier, antidepressants, antipsychotics, anti-anxiety medication can produce major side effects. And one of them is extreme fatigue and weight gain and a very flat affect, no zest for life. That can start occurring as a symptom, but it can also occur as a result of the medication, as a side effect of the medication. Many of you maybe have even gone off depression medication because you didn't like the way that you feel or felt. 
You felt like you had no emotion. You weren't engaged in life anymore or with your family or with your friends. So with a bipolar patient, many times they want to go off of their medication because they start to go very, very flat. They're not experiencing that that mania, that fun mania where you can stay up all night and get so much done and hyper-focus and hyper-concentrate. I mean, sure, we all want that, but we certainly don't want to swing. One of the things that I found when you start fixing Hashimoto's is a patient can go off their medication without sending themselves on a pendulum swing. If you take a bipolar patient who has not been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, is not being treated, and they are only being treated with, let's say, something like lithium, and they go off that medication, they will then begin to swing like a pendulum, very, very high and then very, very low. When you start to treat the thyroid and you optimize the thyroid and you diagnose that undiagnosed hypothyroidism Hashimoto's, you can actually take patients off of that medication and see their moods balance out like they never were on medication. Even the medication itself couldn't balance the mood like fixing the thyroid could. So a couple other stats. Like we said earlier, antidepressants and antipsychotics can make Hashimoto's worse. Not only compounding the already present symptoms, weight gain, low libido, depression, fatigue, no zest for life, but also actually chemically interfering with the production of thyroid hormone. So let me say that again. It's worth repeating. Antidepressants and antipsychotics. Not only do you have the side effects, compounding the side effects or compounding the symptoms that are already present with Hashimoto's, but now you have medications that are interfering with thyroid function, with the production of thyroid hormone. So now you are compounding a situation tenfold, right? So with Hashimoto's, you already have the destruction of the thyroid. So what happens is antibodies that are produced by your body, I call them little soldiers, those antibodies go out and they just start chipping away. They just start beating up your thyroid, chipping it away, chipping it away. To eventually to the point where it is completely destroyed. And that's why we use ultrasound oftentimes to officially diagnose Hashimoto's in addition to all of the thyroid lab values. But nine times out of 10, we can see those antibodies on the, um, on the actual labs when we test for them. So they're going out, they're going out, those soldiers are going out and beating up your thyroid. Well, the interesting thing is anxiety, the first sign of Hashimoto's as the thyroid is being destroyed, what happens is small thyroid molecules are released. So think about, you know, those little soldiers, they're, they got their ax and their pick and they're chipping away at your thyroid. So small thyroid molecules are released and that causes a temporary hyperstate resulting in anxiety. Now that does not mean that you are hyperthyroid. And we can go down a rabbit hole with that too, can't we? That does not mean that you are hyperthyroid. What that means is that your Hashimoto's is causing your anxiety because you are getting these little thyroid molecules, very similar, I could call it, um, I could compare it to a thyroid storm, if you get a thyroid storm. And many of us with Hashimoto's, we have experienced those moments, days, maybe hours where you feel a little bit hyper, but you're not actually moving into hyperthyroid. You're actually still hypo, but you just have those feelings like, just a little bit agitated, a little bit of anxiety. 
you'll be given an antidepressant, an anti-anxiety medication, and that medication not only, so we're drawing this big circle, right? That medication can not only decrease the production of thyroid hormone, but guess what? You already have Hashimoto's. You already are decreasing your production of thyroid hormone because your thyroid is being destroyed. Then when you go to your doctor and you say, well, I feel really anxious, they're not tying it back to your thyroid slowly being destroyed and chipped away at and these little thyroid molecules going out producing that rush of anxiety, that momentary hyperstate. So you can see how this all is coming together and I'm so hoping that this is clarifying so much for you. It's unfortunate that we see so much of this Band-Aid approach. This let's, you know, bring you in. Here's an, oh, here's an antidepressant. If that one doesn't work, we'll give you another one. If that doesn't work, we'll give you another one. If that one doesn't work, we'll give you two. And we'll stack it on top of each other. It's unfortunate that this is being used as a Band-Aid in conventional medicine without getting to the root cause of the problem. And that's where functional medicine is so awesome, in my opinion. Not just because I do it, but because functional medicine practitioners are looking at you as a whole. You're not just a lab value, although your labs are important when done in its entirety, but you are a whole person that needs to be looked at and dug into to find that root cause instead of slapping a Band-Aid on you to cover up your symptoms. Okay, another step. Think about this, ladies. When do we see the expression of Hashimoto's most often? The P's, right? Puberty, pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopause, postmenopause. That's when we see a big expression of maybe you have a latent latent Hashimoto's that hasn't produced a ton of symptoms. At those times in life, that's where we can often see Hashimoto's express itself. That gene turns on and starts expressing itself. So think about it. When you're in pregnancy, postpartum, they call it postpartum depression. Was the woman's thyroid balanced during pregnancy? Did anyone check her thyroid hormones after pregnancy? Pregnancy is a stress. It's a natural part of life but it is a huge stressor on the body. And that stress is enough to cause an autoimmune condition to express itself, to cause that gene to turn on. During those times, many women suffer so severely from anxiety and depression. Now we could talk to the extreme. Um, I have heard this talked about in the functional medicine circles, and I believe Isabella Wentz brings this up as well in her documentary, and I forget the woman's name, but The woman who, in a postpartum state, unfortunately drove her kids into the water. I forget that whole story, but yet I remember it at the same time. It was so sad. It was postpartum that they blamed it on. Did anyone ever check her thyroid levels? Because this is where we see Hashimoto's express itself. And it's amazing how many people go undiagnosed and untreated for so long. And then a woman makes it through pregnancy, makes it through postpartum, and goes into perimenopause. And then once again, she's suffering from low libido, from fatigue, from anxiety and depression. And she gets another medication slapped on her. No one is checking her complete thyroid panel. No one's checking her antibodies. No one's testing to see if this could be an underlying root cause of why she feels the way that she feels. And yet then she's told, well, you're just getting older. Well, this is just part of menopause. You're moving into that next stage of life. You're just getting older and you just have to learn to live with it. But here's the medication to help you feel a little bit better, right? 
and then the cycle continues. That medication produces more side effects. The woman becomes more depressed because she's gaining weight. Now she has low libido. It's starting to affect her marriage. It's starting to affect her relationship. She doesn't even want to go out anymore. So she becomes more depressed. And then they put on another antidepressant on top of that because obviously the one we gave you isn't working, right? Then those medications, like we talked about earlier, slow the production of thyroid hormone. So it's all one big vicious cycle. And those antidepressants also contribute to adding on to symptoms. Symptoms. Symptoms get worse. More medication. Destruction of the thyroid. More medication. More symptoms. More medication. Destruction of the thyroid. And we can see how this cycle continues. There was an interesting study done. It was called the STAR-D trial. Let me bring this up because I want to read it to you. It was a one-of-a-kind study done because they were looking at patients over such a long period of time. And what they wanted to see was, did certain antidepressants actually put patients into full remission where they were symptom-free? That was the marker they were looking at. So in level one, participants were given um, the antidepressant Celexa for 12 to 14 weeks. And the... Let me get to the results here. There we go. In level one, only one third of the participants reached remission and about 10 to 15% more responded but did not reach remission. How many of those patients were given these antidepressants? And of course they didn't work because they weren't getting to the root cause. So then they went on to level two. In level two, it was called the switch group. So let me give you... Let me try and give you level two um, was designed to help determine an appropriate next treatment step. If step one didn't work, how often do we see this in conventional medicine? Can I get an amen? So this one doesn't work. So we're going to try you another one. Now, not when it comes to the thyroid. Do you want me to get started on that? It's not like that when it comes to the thyroid. Remember, I told you guys that I gave a talk to the integrative wellness physicians years ago. And I know I'm veering off. I'll get back to the study in a second. And the talk was about why do we not test thoroughly and why are you in the Synthroid box? And I used this very um, argument in that if it's an antidepressant, if that one doesn't work, we'll give you another one. If that doesn't work, we'll give you another one. If that doesn't work, we'll give you two and then we'll give you three. Maybe we'll stick on an antipsychotic on top of that. That's compounding the problem. So here it is. This is actually the, um, I've actually just been introduced to this study, which I find interesting because I was basically referring to this study in my talk to the integrative wellness physicians. So in level two, remember we said um, this was designed to help determine an appropriate next treatment step if the first step didn't work. So in level two, participants had the option of switching to a different medication or adding on to their existing uh, medication that they were already taking. So let me give you those results. So in level two, 25% of participants were symptom-free. That means 75% were still suffering even though they were stacking medications. They had already tried one that didn't work. They were given the option to try another one. They were given the option to try another one and then stack on to that. 75% still suffering. Okay. Now, let's go to, I need to scroll up and down here. Level three is called the add-on group. Participants were randomly prescribed either lithium, which we'll get back to in a moment, a mood stabilizer commonly used to treat bipolar disorder, 
or they were given T3, a medication commonly used to treat thyroid conditions to add to the medication they were already taking. So in that first group in group one, these medications were chosen because they have been shown to boost the effectiveness of antidepressant medications. Okay, so results. Uh, let's see, in levels two and three, where participants were allowed to either add on or switch medications, most participants found only one or the other treatment strategies acceptable. Because most participants did not agree to be randomly assigned to one or the other, um, they could basically couldn't choose if they wanted thyroid hormone, T3 or not, the findings of the add-on and switch approaches cannot be compared. So we don't have good stats, except in level three, only 12 to 20% of participants became symptom-free, but we don't know um, which of, you know, how many of the 12 to 20% of the participants that are symptom-free were in the T3 group. Now, something interesting, how it says, however, the T3 treatment was associated with fewer troublesome side effects than lithium. Well, of course, because you're actually fixing the root problem. And of course, there was a level four. These were participants who had not become symptom-free in any of the previous levels. So if this is you, can I get an amen? You went in, you said, well, doc, this one isn't working. You gave me this one, this isn't working. You gave me this one, this isn't working. And now... Nothing works, you're not symptom-free, and therefore you are considered to have highly treatment-resistant depression. So we're going to call you treatment-resistant depression instead of actually checking your thyroid and maybe calling you Hashimoto's and treating that instead. So treatment-resistant depression, they were taken off all other medications, they were randomly switched to one of the two treatments, now we're bringing in MAOIs. And these treatments were chosen for comparison because previous research has suggested they may be particularly effective in people who had not received sufficient benefit from other medications. So what did we see in group four? So in level four, only seven to 10% of the participants became symptom-free with no statistically significant differences between the medications in terms of remission and response rate. So here we go. So here we have a study that did use a little bit of T3 in one of the groups, so kudos to them. And we do see that the T3 treatment was associated with fewer troublesome side effects as compared to lithium. Now, if we want to talk about lithium, lithium actually interferes with the di I can never say this. Don't hold me to it. Diidonate, diidinase enzymes the DIO1 enzymes and conversion of T4 to T3. So here we have it, right? We're bringing this full circle. I hope you're hanging with me. No multitasking. This is a lot to think about. So here we have someone, we're going back to bipolar, someone, a patient, diagnosed bipolar, not tested their thyroid thoroughly. We didn't test the antibodies, so we don't know. This is typical conventional medicine treatment. But we're going to give you lithium because that's the drug of choice for bipolar. Now, we said earlier that oftentimes these medications will interfere with the production of thyroid hormone. 
Now we know that this particular medication, lithium, interferes with the conversion of T4. So now you have a slowdown of thyroid hormone being produced. And that which is produced, we always say T4 has to convert to T3. T3 is the active thyroid hormone to get to the cell, to help stabilize your energy and your mood, reduce depression and anxiety, balance you out. So now we have a reduction in the conversion of T4 to T3, but we already have a, 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 a decline in the thyroid hormone production already. It's no wonder the patients are suffering. It's no wonder that their mood can't be stabilized because we're not getting to the root cause of the problem and all we're doing actually is more harm than good. Doctors take an oath to do no harm. But yet sometimes out of ignorance and not being fully educated, they don't even realize that they are doing more harm to patients and, and putting a really big damper on their lives. This is not right. And we have to get back to the functional medicine approach of looking at you as a whole person and getting to the root cause of a problem. If you are suffering from anxiety, depression, if you have been diagnosed with something like bipolar or schizophrenia, please demand. And I know these are rough times right now with labs and doctors. I know that. But please demand or order them yourself a full thyroid panel. Now, remember that antibodies can come back as a false negative. So you have to get those tested over and over again, multiple times. Do not accept the one negative panel as being the be-all, end-all, and that's it. I don't have Hashimoto's. I want you to get those tested. And when we're talking about optimal levels, I just want to, I won't go through all of them. If you want the optimal levels, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can download the lab and symptom checklist. It's a free guide that gives you optimal levels for all the different labs. But when we are talking about TPO and TGA, I want it at zero. So for instance, let's say the standard lab value range is less than 20. And less than 20 means you are not Hashimoto's. But what if you had 18? What if you have 18 soldiers just sitting there building their troops? They keep inviting more in because at one time you had zero and then another time you had five. Well, now you have 18. You're still less than that 20. So you're diagnosed not Hashimoto's. How does that make sense? You still have 18 soldiers and they're going to multiply. And then eventually you will be diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but at what point and at what cost? How bad do you have to get before you get the official diagnosis? So when I am looking at a patient's labs, when I'm looking at TPO, TGA, I want them at zero, 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 absolute zero. Okay, so that's important for you to know. If you are grabbing your labs now and taking a look at them, we want those antibodies at zero. Anything else? is the beginning stages of Hashimoto's. Okay, so I want to get to questions. I want to hear your stories with this. I know that this is a deeply personal topic, but I think you know we are all family here. We are all very, very supportive here. So we have many of the Attuned Thyroid ladies on. We have a lot from the group on, the Attuned Thyroid group. We have a lot of my followers on. So this is a really comfortable, safe place. I feel like we're a family. We're a community. We're also very supportive. So I want you to ask your questions and I want you to share your stories too. And I saw some stories come through. So let me get to them here. Okay. Um, so Cameo, you're saying uh, my sister-in-law has thyroid cancer 
and was diagnosed with bipolar several years ago. Okay, Cameo. Um, wow. Yeah, that's, oh my goodness. So we'll have to talk. We'll have to jump on a call, Cameo. You'll have to tell me what they're doing for her. I'm assuming they removed her thyroid. I'm assuming she's on thyroid hormone replacement. Here's to hoping NDT or T3 is in the mix. Because as we always say, for anyone that may be listening, if you're a total thyroidectomy patient, partial thyroidectomy patient, radioactive iodine patient, you need T4 and T3. Because remember, your thyroid once produced T4 and T3. If they remove it, let's say Cameo, they did that for your sister, they did a total thyroidectomy. Now, you cannot replace that with T4 only. That's not going to cut it. You need T4 and T3. So, Kami, I hope that she is on NDT or the T3 is in the mix. And I would be very interested to learn. And again, we can talk. Um, I'd be very interested to learn how her symptoms have improved now that she's on it. But that doesn't mean she's optimized. So, what will be really interesting is if we can get her optimized and to see where her bipolar symptoms go if they go away if she goes into remission, like in the STAR-D trial, right? Full remission, symptom-free. And I believe it is possible through optimizing your thyroid, through optimizing her thyroid. It, very interesting. Okay, I am hearing you. I am hearing your frustration. And I was in your shoes, so I totally get it. You are tired of the doctor jumping. You are tired of being medically gaslit. You are sick of being told that you're normal when you know that your body is rebelling against you. You know that the weight gain and the fatigue and the hair loss and the low libido and the dry skin is not you. That's not how you were years ago. That's not how your body was meant to be. And that's not how you want to live the rest of your life. So I'm going to invite you to work with me and my team. We can prescribe in all 50 states, including many provinces in Canada. So we got you covered there in the thyroid and the hormone department. We have you covered. Yes, we use bioidentical hormones only, none of that synthetic garbage. And we fix you. We bring you to that optimized state where you can live with me in optimization land, where you have actual energy to get through your day. I swear you're not going to be looking at the couch at 2 p.m. wondering how quick you can take a nap. You will lose weight. You won't gain weight every time you go out to eat or look sideways at a brownie. We will get you to that optimized state. So I'm going to invite you to book an application call. And this is where you are going to go over everything, your health journey and all the different things you've tried and your frustrations. You're going to go over that with my team and we will put you into the program that fits you the best. If you need prescriptions, we have you covered. So go ahead and click the book a call link in the show notes. I promise we will take good care of you. You can stop the doctor jumping once and for all. Stop wasting money on BS programs Stop buying programs off of Instagram, people. I know you. I see you. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Looking for answers. We can fix you. Okay, Jan, you said you never had antibodies checked until you did it yourself. Many patients have to. Many patients have to do it themselves. And, and oftentimes, too, just for your own knowledge, let me move this a little bit, just for your own knowledge, um, I know many, many doctors, like we said earlier, will only check them one time. And if they come back negative, all right, we're calling it a day. 
when in fact there can be positive antibodies that show up next month, two months from now, six months from now. You need to keep having that tested because antibodies can show up as a false negative. So Lena, Magda, Nira, thank you for jumping on. Nira, you're saying I have Hashimoto's and scared about COVID-19 because I may have been exposed. Oh, Nira, your anxiety is high right now. Oh, my dear, I know, I know. I was going to try not to mention COVID because I know we've been bombarded. But in your case, Nira, my dear, um, I hope that you haven't. I hope, I'm not sure where you're located. What can you do to reduce anxiety? So, Nira, obviously, the basic things, meditation, yoga. Yes, you have to do it in your house. But you can find great yoga videos on YouTube. And I really like using something called Pharma GABA. P-H-A-R-M-A-G-A-B-A. When we get off, Nira, I'll send you the link. It's by Designs for Health. You guys know I love Designs for Health. Family owned and operated. Everything is made in the USA. Very important right now. They have a doctor on staff. Their philosophy is science first. They do a lot of research. So they have, a call, it's called Pharmagaba. They're little chewables. And if this is just situational anxiety, Nira, and not something like, okay, we need to optimize your thyroid more. I mean, it sounds like it's very situational time. Then the nice thing about Pharmagaba is you can chew these. GABA is the calming neurotransmitter. So it will produce a calming effect. I always like to compare it to Xanax, but yet it's not a direct comparison. Um, Xanax is synthetic. Pharmagaba is natural. You're doing, you're stimulating the natural production of GABA, the calming neurotransmitter. However, if, if Xanax, let's say, is a 10, Pharmagaba is like a three or four. It's not going to put you out. It's not going to put you to sleep. You can titrate up, so you can start with one, see how that does, and then maybe go to two. Maybe you need three that day if anxiety is high and if the situation continues. But that's something that is so very natural to do. And it's not mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, sometimes you get into lemon balm and passion flower and all these things for anxiety. And if it's mixed with valerian root, you have to be careful of your kidneys because you can have elevated kidney function, elevated... Um, liver enzymes as well, and we don't want that. So you have to look to see what things are uh, mixed with, but I love, love, love Pharmagaba. So Nir, I hope that helps you a little bit. Kelly, um, you're saying I gained almost 100 pounds after being on an antidepressant medication. I know, I know, Kelly, this is so, so very, very common, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was used with you. And listen, let me say, let me pause and say, I understand that some people absolutely have a, a, a chemical imbalance in their brain. I am not by any means saying that anxiety and depression is 100% linked back to your thyroid, that you're walking around with undiagnosed Hashimoto's. Some people very much suffer from it, very much suffer from depressive disorder and from a chemical imbalance of the brain where antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications help and they help them function and they help get through the day. I get that, I am not discounting that possibility. I am just saying when we see a statistic that 70 to 80% of bipolar disorder is undiagnosed Hashimoto's, that's a big stat. And those are big numbers. And they, they really can't be ignored. Especially when you put that whole piece of the, the, all the puzzle pieces together like we did. And we did that whole vicious cycle. It's so evident to me that we're compounding the, the situation and we're not looking at the root cause in many, many individuals. Okay, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. It's nice. I grew up with Bonnie. It's nice to see you on here. Okay, Erica. I live in New York. How can I order the test I need myself? Oh, New York. Erica, I am so sorry. 
New York is a pain in the ass when it comes to ordering your own tests. If anybody watching, Donna, Jan, if you guys know, because I don't know off the top of my head, I don't know if New York provides a test, if, if there's a workaround that we can, we can advise. Um, I know I have a colleague that lives in New York. I have many patients that live in New York as well, but luckily for them, they're all near the borders. So my colleague goes to New Jersey. Some of my patients cross over into PA. So they're, they're able to order their own labs. They can go to all the labs and order them and just put in a different zip code, zip across the state line and get it done over there. Uh, but I'm not sure, Erica, we're going to get back to you. Hopefully someone has an answer in terms of where someone can go to get their own labs if you are living in New York and you're like deep in where you can't cross a border. Deborah, I was, I was told I was already tested for Hashimoto's and it was negative on my lab results. What would the lab code look like, please? Um, so Deborah, you wanna look for TPO, so thyroid peroxidase antibodies, or TGA, thyroglobulin antibodies. So look for those two on your labs and see if you can find anything. But remember, even if they are dead zero, we wanna get them tested again. I'm not sure when the last time was that you had those tested, but we wanna get those tested again. Okay, Anna, yes, I have lots of anxiety, um, especially in this period. Yes, we all do, I, know, I understand that. Very situational, Anna. Um, I take antidepressants and I try many routines to take it off, but without results to side effects. Um, so Anna, for you, I would want to start at the beginning, right? So you don't just go off of um, cold turkey. And I have had patients that have done that before coming to see me and they crash and it's not pretty. Antidepressants have to be, if, you're, if you desire to go off of them, they have to be titrated down. You have to have a mapped out plan. And what we want to do is support you neurologically through things like Pharmagaba, Neurocom by Designs for Health, things that will support you through that process of weaning off. But first and foremost, we want full panels. So my, my question to you, Anna, would be, did you have all of the thyroid tests done? Do you have a diagnosis? What medication are you on now? What do your numbers look like still now? Do you still experience hypothyroid symptoms? And if so, you're not optimized. So I wouldn't even want to attempt taking you off of antidepressants until your thyroid is optimized. And then we could plan out that weaning off process. And Anna, you are welcome to reach out to me, contact me. We can always jump on a call and see um, about working together. That might be a possibility to really work you towards your goals. Patty, you're saying this is what happened to me, almost hospitalized. Severe PPD broke my hand. Wow, Patty, it, you're right, it is so wrong. And Patty, I know we talked years and years ago, but I would say it's, it's definitely time for another full panel. Let's check all your labs again. It's been too, too long since I've seen you. Um, and I know since then you got that, that diagnosis. So um, we'll have to talk and see, you know, what medications are you on? And, and we need a new, probably a new thyroid panel on you for sure. And Deborah, you're saying in the 80s, the doctor put me on Xanax for panic attacks. I was thin. They tried to put me on antidepressants. I couldn't handle their side effects, was never checked for thyroid until late 90s, and I was showing a pattern of weight gain. So there you go, Deborah. You just confirmed the very cycle that we talked about earlier about here you are presenting with panic attacks. And then they want to put you on antidepressants. So they tried antidepressants on you, correct? And then the side effects were too much, 
but the underlying cause was hypothyroidism. And I can't remember, Deborah, whether you are Hashimoto's or not. So the underlying cause was hypothyroidism. And then you just continue gaining weight because they're not treating the root cause. And then you say, oh my goodness, you just, just described me. So that was earlier. So Deborah, I hope this helps. I really do. So you said you just had blood work done. We'll send you the results this week. I know finally. Yes, that's good, Deborah. And then we'll jump on a call. Um, Jan, that sure doesn't happen with thyroid meds not working. Impossible. Must be something else. And you're so right. And this is my beef, Jan. This is my absolute beef. So how many times, and I, st I mean, this is, I don't see an end to this anytime soon with thyroid medications in the Synthroid box. So you finally get the diagnosis, right? You're all, woo, I have an answer to why I feel like garbage and why I'm gaining weight and why I can't get out of bed in the morning and why my hair is falling out. So you get that diagnosis and you're like, finally, right? I, I was told I was normal six times. That's like me. And you're so happy that maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And then you get put on Synthroid. And you wait and you wait and you go back and you go, you know, this isn't working. I don't feel any better. It's not working. And are you, like the STAR-D trial, going to get offered something different? Are you going to get offered another medication to add to it? Like, what if we added T3 to your Synthroid? What if we changed your medication? No, you're not. You might get an increase in Synthroid, which is just going to compound the problem, and that's another video in its entirety. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, Jan, and I don't see that changing. I don't see it changing. And the argument is there. There's a there's a freaking study that they took people through different antidepressants and compounded it. And the results are so minuscule. And of course, with a scientific study, they'll say that it's statistically significant. But to me, 75% of people still suffering is not really a win. It's not a win in my book. I wouldn't want 75% of my patients still suffering. That would make me a really bad practitioner. And since I specialize in the thyroid, I better be able to fix you. So I do not want 75% of you going un untreated, undertreated, not optimized. That's not the way I work. So if you're going to your doctor for depression, they should also not be satisfied with 75% of you still suffering from symptoms. And that was one of the higher results. Remember, we got some with 7 and 10% being symptom-free, which means that 80 to 90%, 93% of the people did not experience relief. And that's completely unacceptable. Okay, Deborah, you're saying, so I don't trust them anymore myself. Um, changed doctors a couple times, tried to tell me I'm that age. Oh, yeah, quote, unquote, you go, Deborah. You're, you're just getting older there, Deborah. Try antidepressants, a cholesterol drug. Oh, and a dietitian. So you want me to get on my soapbox for two seconds? Okay. So first of all, next to antidepressants, cholesterol medication is the number one prescribed medication. So I think we go, it, it's kind of a race between antidepressants and statins. I'm not quite sure where they are today. Back in 2016, it was Synthroid. But now antidepressants and cholesterol medication statins have reached a higher prescription rate than Synthroid, believe it or not. Then, Deborah, let's talk about going to dietitian. So I have so many people, so I am out of pocket. So I'm a functional medicine practitioner and a nutritionist. And when I talk to people, I do tell them um, insurance has not yet caught up with covering functional medicine. 
So I am out of pocket. And many people want to go to a dietitian to get some kind of cookie cutter plan because their insurance pays for it. So it, it's kind of funny, Deborah, that I've had two or three people that will talk to me. They say, well, I just want to go try somebody that's covered by my insurance. They call me when they get in the car and they say, that was such a waste of my time. Okay, I'm ready to schedule. So it, it's just, and I'm not saying dietitians are bad. I'm just saying, if you have an underlying condition, you need more than a diet plan, than a cookie cutter diet plan. We need to treat you. We need to get to the root cause. We need to treat that root cause. We just can't give you any old diet plan. And I see this over and over again, that you cannot fix your thyroid with a change of diet and a change of exercise. So if you were on my webinar last week that I will be doing again this week, I'll announce it. Um, I talk about mistakes that we're making with hypothyroidism. And one of those mistakes is relying on diet and exercise alone to heal your thyroid and reduce all of your symptoms. And that's not the answer because actually dieting more can reduce your T3 production and make your symptoms worse. And then what if you're dieting more and then you're on one of these antidepressants that are making your symptoms worse? because they're impairing the conversion of T4 to T3 and they're actually slowing down your own production of thyroid hormone or they're increasing the antibodies to destroy your thyroid. It's a crazy cycle, it's a crazy cycle. Uh, so Deborah, thank you for sharing that by the way. Nira, you're saying, I wish there were functional doctors in my country. How do you get them at zero? Oh, the antibodies at zero. So Nira, um, I can, I'm not sure where you're located but you can always PM me. So I can work with patients out of state, out of country, and, um, and we can talk about you know, what's available to you and what we could possibly do with you when we are working. But to answer your question, how do you get the antibodies at zero? So you have to optimize your thyroid and you definitely, Nira, you want to remove gluten. We talked about gluten earlier as being something that interferes with brain function. It does, there's a gut-brain connection. Gluten um, definitely increases antibodies for any autoimmune condition that may be present. And we definitely see an increase in EDD, ADHD symptoms in diagnosed children when they are exposed to gluten. So you with autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's want to reduce, eliminate your gluten and optimize your thyroid. You might see those antibodies come down to zero and they might just decrease. Yes, ultimately we want them at zero, but I personally am thrilled when I have a patient that presents with antibodies at 600, 800, 1,000, and we get them down to 15. I mean, that's a win. And then we just keep chipping away to, to bring them down even more. So Cameo, yes, thyroid removed on Levo. Oh, Cameo, you gotta have your sister call me. Symptoms have not improved. She's in Oregon. I've tried helping educate her to no avail. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I so hope, Cameo sister, if you're watching, I, I just, I would love to talk to you. I would just love to talk to you. We can jump on a call free of charges. Let's jump on a 15 minute call. And I just so wanna pick your brain and see what symptoms you're still dealing with. Because as Cameo probably has told you, T4 only does not work. It does not work. T4 only does not work in nine out of 10 people. So if you have had your thyroid removed and then you're replacing with T4 only, you're only giving your body one of the two thyroid hormones that it used to produce 
And then you're crossing your fingers and wishing on a rainbow that everything is perfect in your body to be able to convert that T4 to T3. Now, cameo sister, what if you're on lithium? We said earlier that lithium impairs the conversion of T4 to T3. You're only taking T4. If, if you're on lithium, that's going to come in and impair that conversion. You're already not getting T3 as a thyroid hormone replacement therapy. And now we're hoping that that T4 that they keep giving you converts to T3, but you have something that's blocking it. In addition to all the other things that can block T4 to T3 conversion. Genetic SNPs. Um, Low magnesium, low selenium, low iodine, um, issues with your gut, issues with your cortisol and your adrenals, iron status, all of this can interfere, estrogen dominance. There's so many things that can interfere with T4 to T3 conversion. The last thing we want to do with a total thyroidectomy patient is put them on T4 only and then give them a drug on top of that to treat their mood disorder that's going to impair T4 to T3. Oh, there's so much we have to talk about. Cameo sister, you need to reach out to me. I got to talk to you. All right, Patty, just diagnosed bipolar. Two, started Latuda. Have been on natural thyroid and Cytomel for the past two years. We, we got you on that a few years ago. Um, after have been on Zoloft, which was decreased as well. Reproductive psych in Pittsburgh started that, stated that Zoloft was causing the flatness, like the flat affect, yeah, that we talked about. And they stated that I probably had it since I was 28 years old. Patty, oh my goodness. Yeah, we just need to catch up, Patty. You need some updated thyroid labs if you haven't had those already. We need to make sure that your dose of natural thyroid and cytomel is still working. Um, so we can talk a little bit more about that for sure. Nira says, thanks for the advice. Um, Patty, I'm afraid the I think your you're Latuda, right, will mess up my thyroid meds. So we have to look into that. I don't know off the top of my head about Latuda and thyroid medication, but I will look that up for you. Erica says, thank you. Deborah says, Alta Labs was so easy. Anna says, thank you. You're quite welcome, everyone. Cameo, they said, she said they only check her TSH now. No, no. This is bipolar sister. No, Cameo sister. You cannot go by TSH only. And let me give you a quick little blurb since we're talking about it. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much either. But TSH is, is such a small, it doesn't give us the whole story, if any, honestly, if any. Um, so this is for the woman that I spoke with earlier as well, who only had her TSH and free T4 tested and was told that she was hyperthyroid. So TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone. If we go by TSH alone to diagnose someone, they can go undiagnosed. If we go by TSH alone to treat someone, they can be undertreated. So we cannot go by TSH alone to treat a person or diagnose a person. And I always like to use the analogy of a plumber. If you call, if you have two feet of water in your basement, you call a plumber and he goes to your kitchen sink and he looks in your kitchen sink and says, nope, not a problem and leaves. And you say, well, wait a minute, I have two feet of water in my basement. Do you think maybe you can go down and look a little bit deeper, please? If you have water spewing out of your sink in the kitchen, obviously there's a problem. Then that's the same thing with TSH. If TSH is through the roof, if it's a 7, a 10, and even that, I have seen people go misdiagnosed and undertreated. But neither here nor there. If the TSH is super high, it's like water spewing out of your sink, the plumber's going to stick around. He's going to go... Holy crap, you have water spewing out of your sink. I better take care of this. What if you don't? He leaves. You still got two feet of water in your basement. You still have symptoms. 
you're going undiagnosed because no one's looking beneath the surface. No one's doing the full thyroid panel. So Cameo, I beg, I beg you to beg your sister for me to A, have her call me and or text me and we'll jump up, we'll schedule a call and B, get the full thyroid labs done. Even if they, her doctors, are only checking her TSH right now, we can take her through out the labs. We can get them all done so we can see exactly. Can you imagine the life-changing experience she can have if she can actually reverse the diagnosis of bipolar, dare I say? Reverse the diagnosis of bipolar, not need her bipolar medications because we actually optimized her thyroid, oh, which was taken out anyways. So now we have to optimize her thyroid hormones to make her cells happy and thus be able to balance her mood. Yes, it can be done. I promise you it can be done. Okay, um, Donna, BP meds won't help if you are still in a hypothyroid state. Doctors will add BP meds, then keep raising the dose or change the med or put you on two BP meds. I see this all the time, Donna, instead of optimizing your thyroid hormone levels. Some BP meds even contribute to lowering T3 level and raising reverse T3, which is a vicious cycle. We're seeing this with so many different conditions and so many different medications, right? So BP meds, Donna mentions, this one doesn't work. We'll put you on another one. We'll put you on two. I see this all the time in my practice. When patients first come to me for their initial consultation, they list their medications out. I see this all of the time. Now, what we can also say is then you're also going to get put on a statin because, oh, look, you have high cholesterol. And then let's also put you on a diabetic medication instead of fixing your thyroid, which will then fix your insulin signaling and make you more insulin sensitive and not insulin resistant or pre-diabetic. And then look, your cholesterol numbers come back into play and your blood pressure stabilizes. <gasps> and what did we do? Instead of giving you multiple band-aids, we fixed the root cause of the problem. We tested your thyroid thoroughly and we properly medicate you in order to get you to a state of optimization. So you don't need all these other band-aids down below for blood pressure and cholesterol and diabetes and pre-diabetes. Isn't this mind blowing to some of you? Honestly, because you're sitting there going, do you know how many blood pressure medications I'm on right now? How many different ones they tried? How many statin medications I'm on right now? Because the first statin medication they gave me, gave me leg cramps. Well, guess what? Most of them do. And the same thing with antidepressants. It's just, uh, I'm so happy to have you all on here just sharing this with me and sharing your stories and sharing your knowledge. Donna, Jan, thank you so much. Deborah, thank you so much for sharing your story too. We're not done yet. Okay, wait, where'd my uh, comments go? Here we go. Nira says, I'm off gluten and all grains for the past two years. And you are on um, Eurothyrox 50 milligrams. So Nira, you're on T4 only. Good job on getting off the glutens and the grains though. Very good job. Donna says, T4-only medication alone cannot restore T3 levels, which is the body's target. So what Donna is talking about, this is perfect. Yes, thank you. So when we're talking about T4-only therapy, remember we said earlier, T4 has to convert to T3. T3 is the active thyroid hormone. All of the cells in your body, every single cell in your body needs T3 medication. Your cells only have a receptor site on them for T3. So when we give a person T4 only, 
like Nira, like Cameo's sister, we have to cross our fingers and wish on a rainbow that it converts to T3 to get to the cell, to activate the cell, to give you a metabolism, to strengthen your hair and nails, to give you energy, to stabilize your mood. So we're giving these patients T4, 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 up in the dose, up in the dose, up in the dose. When a patient is on high, high, high levels of T4, the concern is, is that T4 can also convert to reverse T3. And reverse T3 is the anti-T3. It's an imposter. It will block T3 from getting into the cell, to put it in layman's terms. So the issue that I see many, many times with patients that keep increasing their T4 medication, and I have seen high, high, high numbers, 270 for a dose, that is too high, that's going to result in a higher reverse T3, a blocking of the T3 from getting into the cell. It's just an issue all around. It will just exacerbate symptoms instead of making them better. So even though you think, oh, well, we're giving you more, 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 more thyroid medication, that should improve the status, that should improve your metabolism, it doesn't. Because T4 alone cannot, like Donna said, cannot restore T3 levels, and that's what has to get into the cell. Um, Andrea, switched to an endo that came, oh, let me read this, switched to an endo that came highly recommended. She confirmed Hashimoto's and subacute thyroiditis. She thinks I'm having that issue with my thyroid releasing a bunch of hormones, making me swing hyper since I was having horrible anxiety and chest pain and high heart rate. Had me go off all meds, Levo and Lexapro. So you just went off all meds like that for a month. Um, since I was having bad reactions, but felt like my brain and body going crazy now, figuring out how to get through this month, all levels are still way off. Well, here's the thing though, um, Andrea, we can't go t cold turkey like that. When someone is on Lexapro, even though we said earlier that can be an issue and get in the way of thyroid hormone production, the last thing I would want you to do do is go cold turkey off of that. Yes, you may have been swinging a little bit from hyper to hypo, but the um, treatment for that is not to go off all of your medications completely. And even though I'm not a fan of T4 only, um, this was actually, I mean, it was doing something for you and something is better than nothing. And the last thing I would do is pull that out entirely. Why not optimize your thyroid? Why not use a different thyroid medication? Because obviously if you're swinging from hyper to hypo, there's an issue with conversion. There's an issue with uptake at the cell level. It, it goes much deeper than just go off all medications for a month. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I call out, um, I'll call it borderline malpractice when I see it, but I'm calling that one out. Patty, I'm confused with this new test is reverse T4 with T3. My husband had it done. I thought it was just reverse T3, not reverse T4. I th think it was TSH with T3. You're talking about TSH with reflex to T4, reflex, not reverse. So there is only reverse T3. So, Patty, you're thinking about TSH to reflex with T4. Okay, um, Cammie, you said, I've lost count of all the blood pressure meds I've been on. I'm on two currently. Yeah, but we're working to get you off of that. Uh, Brittany says, phew, she's preaching today. I know, Brittany, I'm on a freaking roll today, right? Nira, stress can mess us up. Even though I am gluten-free, grain-free, and on meds, this is my observation. Oh, Nira, you are so right. So, since you were bringing that up, it's worth touching on, right? And, and Nira, my heart goes out to you, especially if you were exposed 
um, to COVID. So in this stressful time, and we are all under a lot more stress than usual, and it's just that underlying, that not knowing what the heck is going on in the world kind of stress. You may find, and you can speak up if you're one of these people, you may find that you are just experiencing some like hypo days is the, is the best way to say it. So about two days ago, I was fatigued to the level that I felt before being diagnosed. My legs were heavy. It was all day. It was a deep fatigue that I could go to sleep at any moment. It was a fatigue that I have not experienced in 24 years. And it made me think, what the hell is going on with me? Now, that did alleviate. Um, but if it were to continue, I would definitely get some thyroid tests done, the full panel done again. And I might need a, a bump up in my T3 medication because stress definitely will bring on hyposymptoms. And if you're on T4 only, or even if you're on a combination, if you're on a compounded T4, T3, or a combination of, of, let's say, Synthroid or Levo and Cytomel, Leothyronine, if you're on NDT, um, that's still, remember, stress will interfere with T4 to T3 conversion. And we want that T4 to convert, it has to convert. So just something to keep in the back of your mind and you're thank you for bringing that up about stress because that can definitely interfere with how you are feeling right now. And you may be experiencing, many of you may be experiencing an increase in hypothyroid symptoms during this stressful time. So if it lasts for more than a day, I encourage you to get a full panel done again. You may need a change of dose. You may need an increase of dose. We always say during cold weather, there's, there's always a chance that some people need a little bit more thyroid medication during cold weather because their thyroid downregulates. Same thing during stress. It's either interfering with that T4 to T3 conversion or it's just making you feel more hypo. It's a stress on your body. Remember that. So you are replacing, you are using thyroid hormone replacement therapy because either you have no thyroid, it's being destroyed with Hashimoto's, um, it's just not producing the hormones like it used to, you had a partial thyroidectomy, uh, radioactive iodine, whatever it may be, you are taking medication to replace thyroid hormone that is no longer there, that is needed by your body for life, that is needed for every cell, by every cell. But what every cell needs is T3. So we want that conversion to happen if you're on any kind of T4, especially T4 only, we want that conversion to happen and stress will definitely interfere with that. And then stress will put extra pressure on the body. So think about this, if you already have Hashimoto's, your body's already under stress. You got little soldiers going out that are all confused. They don't know what they're doing. They're beating up your thyroid. They don't know that it's, it's a good guy and not a bad guy. So your body's already under stress. Now you add mental stress, this ongoing mental stress, money stress, job stress, relational stress, because your kids and your husband's at home all day, of course you're going to feel more lethargic, dragged down, you might gain some weight. That might be a sign from your body that you need more testing and you might need additional thyroid hormone replacement therapy. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Magda, can a low free T3 level at 2.6 cause anxiety and palpitations? Yes, thank you for that question, Magda. So many, many times when a patient presents with anxiety and heart palpitations, the doctor immediately goes to, you must be hyper. You must be hyper. Even a low TSH, you can get called hyper. And that's not necessarily the case. Remember we said earlier, you can't diagnose someone or treat someone with TSH alone. Since Magda, think about this. We say this all the time. You're, you're, all your cells need T3. Every cell in the body needs T3. If you have a low free T3 level, 
of course you are going to experience anxiety and heart palpitations because those are also symptoms of hypo. We do not confine having anxiety and heart palpitations to being hyper. That is not true. Low free T3 can actually affect the cardiac system more so than being hyper or just as, we'll say. Maybe we won't give one more than the other, but just as. So a proper and optimal free T3 level magda is vitally, vitally important for your heart. I spoke with a woman last week who was actually diagnosed with SVT, but she is under medicated, not on T3 to my knowledge, and her levels were all low and her reverse T3 was high. She's not getting enough T3 hormone. That's why she is experiencing increasing um, heart palpitations, increasing issues with um, her heart to where they want to do um, an ablation. And my argument is what if you optimize your thyroid first, since this has been going on for years, and then actually see how those symptoms go when you get your free T3 level to optimal. When all your other symptoms go down and you feel like you're optimized, your numbers are telling us that story, then let's reevaluate your cardiac situation because you can experience heart palpitations and anxiety when that free T3 is low. Andrea, you're saying the doctor just told me that since my meds weren't doing anything to help to not take it and to just take it easy for a month till I get my labs done again and see where my levels are then. It's only been a week since I've been off the meds and every, and I feel yucky every day. Okay. Oh goodness. Andrea, you can reach out to me too. We can jump on a call, see if we can't work together, um, even just for a month, just to kind of straighten you out with this. Um, if you continue down this road, my fear is that you're going to j- just jump right back with this doctor. They're going to stick you on that T4 again, maybe stick you on the Lexapro again. You've already, I mean, you're a week into it now. You're probably experiencing some serious weaning off side effects since you went cold turkey. Um, so, I mean, and, and please just reach out to me. There's a couple people on here that really need to reach out to me. Deborah, Kimio's sister and Andrea and a couple other, if I called your name out, you really, you need to reach out to me personally so we can start working on your issues. I love how you call them soldiers. I know, Nira, doesn't that present just a little picture? So remember with gluten, Nira, they're they're little soldiers. So with gluten, think about it this way. So this will help you stay off gluten even though you've done a really great job. Anytime we eat gluten, so we have these soldiers and they're in their little camp and We don't want those doors of the camp to open up, the barracks to open up, because then that releases them and they start beating up your thyroid. Then the issue with autoimmune conditions is where we see one, we see three or four or more. So then those little soldiers go out and they go, you know, we want to find another target. We've already destroyed your thyroid. So now we're going to go to your joints and you get RA. And now we're going to go to your skin and you get psoriasis or maybe you have it already. Then we're going to go to your gut and you get Crohn's. Many people already have celiac with Hashimoto's. So there's another issue right there. If if someone is is undiagnosed celiac and they're going, I can have little bites of gluten here and there, little bites of gluten here and there. So Nira, think about those little, so you're adding to your camp. You're adding to the soldiers when you eat gluten. And not only that, then you open the doors. So every time you eat gluten, you do this. You open those doors. 
another attack, another attack, another attack, because gluten mimics an autoimmune attack. So you're building your soldiers, your army, not the good army, and then you're opening the doors to have them go out and beat you up. That's not really where you want to be. So, Nira, good job on removing the gluten. Everyone needs to if they are autoimmune. Okay, I'm going to do one last comment. I need to jump off, but I will continue answering your questions. Donna says the central and autonomic nervous systems also need thyroid hormone. So right, so right. So think about that as well when it comes to anxiety and her palpitations and how you feel. The central nervous system gives us signals. The autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. That's why we like to tap into our, I want to say it's parasympathetic with deep breathing, meditation, yoga. When you take those deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose, you're actually tapping into your parasympathetic nervous system, reducing your cortisol levels. And that's why thyroid is also so tightly tied to adrenals and cortisol. It's tied to every part of your body. Every single cell of your body needs thyroid hormone. But I really, really hope this helped, especially those of you suffering from any kind of mental condition, depression, anxiety. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Please share this with anyone that you know that is suffering. I think this is great information. I love the way that we tied everything together. I love your stories. The personal stories are fantastic so people can really relate and know that they're not alone. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix podcast. Please share this and any episode that you absolutely love on your social media platforms. And please give me a review. It is so appreciated. It just gets the message out even more. Now, as a disclaimer, we know that this is just intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. You can always consult your healthcare professional with any questions. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Horneman Nutrition. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see live videos and all the good stuff that I put out through the week. In addition to this podcast, just search me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel. 